Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. Today's another AMA episode, that is Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Today's question comes from Tony in Pittsburgh, and he says, I love your show, and I wake up to your voice every morning. So much quality in a few minutes. My question is, given the changing market conditions, have you had to change your investment criteria? And if so, how have you changed them? Are you willing to accept a lower rate of return? Well, Tony, thank you for the kind words, and this is a great question. There are two ways to answer the question. The first is to answer the question as applied to new projects, and then secondly, the question as applied to existing projects that were already in process and now had to face changing market conditions. Let's start with the first case. Even when the market was hot, We relied on very conservative underwriting and a philosophy that focuses on extreme value creation. We want to make sure that we have multiple exit strategies. We're fundamentally buy and hold investors, first and foremost. Our favorite exit strategy is a refinance, but a refinance only makes sense if you've created enough value that you can pull some equity out of the project and redeploy that capital somewhere else. Because at the end of the day, a refinance is not a taxable event. A sale is a taxable event. Well, today, the market conditions have changed to such a degree that it's difficult to design a project that will achieve a cash-out refinance. Traditionally, we would aim to cap our investment at 70% of stabilized appraised value in order to achieve a relatively conservative 70% loan-to-value permanent financing. But in today's environment, 70% loan-to-value is difficult to achieve. With today's higher interest rates, we're seeing many projects being debt coverage limited to such an extent that even 60% loan-to-value might be the most you can borrow and still meet the debt coverage requirement. Naturally, when you have to type that much more equity for a project, it's difficult to make the numbers work. The rates of return are significantly impaired when you tie up that much equity and when you're paying that much for your permanent financing. Starting new projects in that environment means either reducing your standards or you keep looking for projects that actually do meet your criteria which I think is at the root of your question. So the short answer is no, we will not lower our standards when it comes to undertaking new projects. The second case is the one where a multi-year project was already launched and the market conditions changed. That's a much more difficult question to answer, and the answer is very case-specific. It can happen that the market conditions degrade the metrics for a project, and that calls for pragmatism to rule the day. Interest rates are way up. Demand might have fallen. Construction costs are up. And in that case, the priorities need to be, number one, making sure you don't take on the risk of insolvency. You have to protect your own balance sheet and your investors above all else. Getting your investors to safety, even if it means taking longer, even if it means bringing additional capital to the project to add safety, even if it means modifying the project's scope and definition in order to get investors to a safe place. And then finally, it could mean accepting a lower rate of return in exchange for greater safety for both yourself and your investors. The highest and best use for your project a year ago might not be the same as it would be today. Sometimes market conditions change, and what made sense last year doesn't work today. The beauty of real estate is that you can often absorb additional unplanned expense in the middle of a project as long as you don't run out of cash or default on your debt. In one example, we threw away a completed design for a 10-unit stacked townhouse development because construction cost had increased. 
The delay in the project was caused by a claim of eminent domain by the city. We successfully navigated that eminent domain only to end up in a project that was not viable when we came out of the period of uncertainty. Our architect found a special case in the zoning code that allowed for higher density if we put a green roof on the building, and it turned out that a green roof would allow for 13 units instead of 10. That increase in density was enough to make the numbers work, so we literally threw away shovel-ready construction drawings in favor of a complete redesign. And by the time we had the project built, the rents had increased enough above our pro forma that the project valued for more than we had even imagined in our own conservative analysis. So once you start a project, it's a little bit like a one-way street. It's difficult to go in reverse. Sometimes you can sell the project and recover your initial investment, but more often than not, in market conditions like today, a sale of a partially completed project is likely to result in a loss, which you obviously want to avoid if possible. If you're going to take a project forward where the numbers are degraded, you can still experience a good outcome, but you definitely want to complete your risk analysis. Can the project tolerate today's interest rates for permanent financing? How much would they need to rise before you're completely upside down? You might find a deal that's selling at a discount to the overheated market of a few months ago, but overheated market conditions should not be your point of reference. Having a strong center of gravity for your definition of a deal is essential, and that definition looks the same in both good times and bad. A discount on the purchase price is rarely enough by itself to justify a purchase. There usually has to be multiple elements of value creation to justify the effort, the risk on the capital, and ultimately to meet your hurdle rate of return. So Tony, hopefully this gives you a perspective on what you might do in today's environment. I want to thank you for an awesome question and for the listeners at home, have a fantastic rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.